Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. Hey y'all. Howdy, howdy. Welcome back to another episode of Girl That's Scary. It's Jazz, the 40 ounce connoisseur, and it's Cat Daddy, a guy fucking damn. This is a whirlwind of cinema that was engulfed this go round. Guys, <laughs> these movies are who? Okay, so let's start this. We are talking about Skinnamarink, which is a 2022 film but had wide release in 2023, just like The Outwaters, which was released in 2022 you know, film festival circuit and was why I released in 2023, both with a budget of about $15,000. So let's stop here. 15K, that is not enough to pay niggas rent for the year. Let Y'all can't pay your bills for really six months off that. So let's talk really? about how, how mm, rent is sky high. No, no, rent, not oh. for rent. I, I, I'm not questioning <laughs> I am a human in America. I'm not questioning that at all. I'm saying really at both of these movies having a budget of 15K. I didn't know that. I had no, what happened was, all right, we were supposed to cover something else, right? And <laughs> instead of covering that, you know, stuff happens. That's why we don't post our schedule. Because, you know, we be changing our mind last minute. And that's just what it is. And Kat was like, yeah, let's do Skin Marine. And I was like, yeah. But I was like, oh, what are we going to talk about for okay. episode length? And she was like, we can talk about, I was like, let's throw another movie in there. So I blindly said, let's do the Outwaters. Mind you, I don't know if I had to watch it. Or I'll probably watch it later at night. Once. I was like, yeah, let's just throw that in there. These movies have so much in common, but then they're so different at the same time. Like, I don't... They have a lot in common, and when we get into it, it will be a lot. So first, let's do these spoilers so we can get into the feels, because these films are polarizing. People either fucking hate these movies, or they're like, oh, this is cinema! Wow! So, um, Skinema Rink, uh, there's no real plot. There is these kids in this house, and there isn't... Where's the narrative? There is a plot. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, the spoiler free, these kids is in this house and they can't find their daddy and the doors are disappearing and shit. So you follow their life as they try to kind of, you know, as these little kids try to figure out what's going on, right? Outwaters is this group, this indie band, this indie singer. They're going out to the desert to take pictures and, you know, make content for promo and stuff, you know, stuff the content creators be doing. And as soon as they step foot on the desert, stuff starts getting real shaky. That's all you need. You can catch Skinnamarink on Shutter, and you can catch The Outwaters on Screenbox. You can also rent these films. I know that Kat and I saw Skinnamarink in theaters, and then I turned around and watched it with my headphones in in the closet with the door shut to get the real, you know, experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can check these out. I'm not going to lie to you. Both of these movies are too long. They're both too long. They are yes. both too long. The Outwaters is way too long. Um, it's almost, it's an hour and 50 minutes. That's insane. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. I mean, okay. So I, I wonder what version you saw. Because if you go to Google Machine, both of these movies are the same length. They Ooh. both say 140. And here's the thing. I, because we saw in movie theaters, thought Skin of a Rink was way longer. Like I, when I was rewatching this, I realized, I was like, damn, I, this movie going by real fast. 
or something got me in a chokehold, baby, because God damn, we already at this part. Like, what's going on? And then I look at the runtime and it's really only 140. And I'm like, okay, so, okay, okay. Um, but that was my feelings for both of these movies. Like, a lot of good vibes. There were a lot of angles. Um, both movies excited me for very various reasons. And both movies uh, pissed me off for kind of some of the same reasons. I wear glasses. So, fuck y'all. That's all I gotta say. Because... <laughs> We've already, spoiler alert, in the Outwaters, there's like literally several scenes where all you can see is because the motherfucker got that tiny ass flashlight, you get in a prize package. So it's real tiny light. And that's all you can see. So I'm squinting like, bitch, what the fuck is going on? Girl, it's dark as fuck. Where is everybody? Is that a bloody leg? Who is that? Is that some butt cheeks? Whose butt is that? Is it dark like this in the desert? What's happening? Girl, is that a Is that a spaghetti? That was me the whole time, like, <laughs> trying to figure out what was going on. But I liked both of these movies. I um, held my nose at various parts for both of these movies. And you can look at the ratings online, like, they're so polarizing. Um, the Outwaters has, like, a, a rating of, like, 4.3 out of 10 on IMDb, and then a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. And then um, Skinnamarink has a 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb and a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. So just because there's a gap like that, like, if I've never seen these, I'm automatically going to tune in and... I ain't gonna hold you. Like, I left the movie theater feeling like, okay, for a skin marine, I didn't dislike this movie. I wasn't as gassed as the girls was gassing it up. And I'm so glad I didn't watch any trailers for this. But once again, I did not completely dislike this movie. There were some things that were there that I was like, okay, I'm working with you. But it did very much give like Art House. Both of these movies give Art House. Both of these movies give um, I am in a what is that, in an art museum, and I turned the corner, and now I'm in the theater part, and maybe there's a lot of lights, there's a lot of feelings, there's a lot of angst, um, and now I'm watching this play out on screen, and I don't know how to get out of here because the curtain is black, and I can't girl, get out. Girl, they definitely feel like experimental art exhibits. And I honestly, not gonna lie to you guys, because I'd be trying to think out of the box, I do think that if these were experimental horror art exhibits they would fucking slap like if you walked into the skin of a rink room and it's this big warehouse where the lights are shining the tv going off the legos and shit is moving you hearing a whisper in this house come downstairs you hearing that that would be fucking scary and yeah. outwaters if you going into this desert situation and you put your ears to no. the rocks and shit like seashells and you hear in the ocean but you hearing voices then there's blood raining down and there's people screaming like these movies both had Big ideas. Big ideas. And I liked, again, I liked the big ideas, but the execution, especially when you're talking about the average moviegoer. Of course, these Rotten Tomato critics, and you know, Rotten Tomatoes, we, we have a beef sometimes, but of course, they're looking at it at a technical standpoint, concept standpoint. They're looking at it like that. And of course, with $15,000 budgets, they're going to give it high praise because it's going on that indie spirit like, bitch, you did this with a dollar and a dream. Now, the average viewer is not looking at that. They're looking at, girl, I paid my fucking money to sit down and watch this movie or I took my time and they took quite a bit of time because these are not 90 minute runs. They took time to sit down and watch this movie and they are not entertained, bitch. Like, I can see why the one stars are flowing because what do we want to talk about first? Skin of a Rink or the Outwaters? Like, what do we want Let's to talk first? about Skin of a Rink because the out like I like once again these are polarizing films. Like they're both kind of playing around in the, with the same concept, but they're giving us two different feels, like two different feels. Um, and I honestly feel like one turns up faster than the other, or the turn up is a more eternal than the yeah. other. So one the turn up when I say you know the shit go to incinerate on one of these movies. <laughs> No, that shit, you know how we talk about, ooh, a slow burn. And you're like, oh, they did, okay, they do. And then it goes to, what the fuck? Like, the end is wild. And that's why I think a lot of people really fucked with it. But again, we took a little bit too long to get there. But Skin and Rink, guys, again, Mm -hmm. it's on Shudder. We saw this in theaters. I've seen Skin and Rink about four times at this point. So I did it four different intervals. I watched it at the theater. 
I put the headphones in and shut my door in the closet and watch it. I tried to do it at like 1 a.m. one night and I got, I, I was chicken shit and I was like, oh, I can't do this. And then I did it again like a few days ago. It was like at like 1 a.m. And I was like, oh, this is not that bad. I mean, because I've seen it 50 million times now at this point. And then I watched it today in broad daylight, just, you know, casually to see if I caught anything else. Okay. Um, because I was playing The Sims. I might was, I've seen it a few times. I know what's going to happen. I know what beats. And there's not that many beats in Skin of yeah. So it's like, you're looking at a lot of walls. It feels like you're looking at a 2012 Instagram filter on 100, like, and they got the static cranking up and these kids. It's the sound effects. It's like aggressive ASMR. And that's why I recommend wearing your headphones. Okay. But also well, that might be detrimental to your viewing because it's stressful. Yeah. So there's that. That could be it too. That could be it. I actually watched it. I don't even know why I said I like that, but just I'm having a hard time breathing, bitch. I can't. I watched it um, recently with the projector, like in the middle of the night. Yeah. And then we put a speaker in the room. Um, so it made sounds. I, so listen, I'm clearly pussy because I had it up real loud and they start making them thumps. I went over to the chat there real quick. <laughs> bitch, not you turning it down. Like, mm, this is real life. This is close. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Like, it was like, Kaylee. I said, no, no, no. <laughs> I said, that's too much for me. I got too much excited. I got to turn this down. <laughs> Bitch, no, all that shit. People was like, this shit is boring. But it, it, okay, I feel like as soon as this shit popped up and said 1995, think about where you were at 1995. If you was 20 years old in 1995, this might not be for you. I was five in 1995, okay? I remember them lamps, the lights, the fixtures, the way the shit was looking. I remember you trying to wake up in the middle of the night and go pee and everything's scary. Or you trying to play with your Legos in the middle of the night and they loud as a bitch. You ever try to go downstairs and get like a piece of cake? Or you try to get some shit and you try to open the cake and the cake... It sounds like you got the microphone to the fucking cake. Jake was like, why is it so loud? I'm just trying to I'm trying to sneak a piece of something. I'm trying to sneak a snack. And the refrigerator loud as a bitch. Everything clanging. So it's just like even the footsteps, like the feet into the carpet are amplified. It's like mm-hmm. they got the actors and you you don't really need to know the actors because you don't see a lot of their face and you yeah. they're kind of obscure. They're just like kind of characters. They're just walking around and doing shit. They're really you. They're, you are the person in the shoes. It's almost like that first ex- firsthand experience. What's that movie? I don't know. It's an action movie where you're like seeing the hands like in first person and you're watching all the action janks. This is like first person horror. Like if you were playing a video game and you were walking around looking for stuff, it kind of gives that, but it's very slow paced in a lot of yeah. spots because you're just staring at the wall and you're just hearing the cartoons and it's very atmospheric and that is very scary in that way. Like if you were five in 1995 turning the lights off and you got cartoons on and everything else is dark and all you see is the blue glow, a fly on the wall could seem like a monster. Anything could be scary. You looking in the dark, there's nothing there, but you might think it's something there. So it's Are like you the sure? Idea. Okay, because you keep saying nothing's there. No, and something's I wasn't, there. And this that's movie. what I'm saying. Okay, but yes, that's what I'm saying. I wasn't five and 95, but I do know this emotion. Okay, we've heard several of the stories I've talked about. And I don't know, like I even setting the room up the way I had it set up, like my house still gives that feel at the end of the night because we have different like color changing light bulbs that kind of like illuminate the halls and then the plant lamp is kind of like glowing. So it's a lot of different colors. And so I was feeling the emotion. I was getting into it. You know, we're following the two siblings and we find out that Kevin falls down the stairs and hit his head. It's really like literally just looking at walls and ceilings and hearing sounds. And then you hear some tumbling and some crashing. And then Kevin get hurt. Car come away. Car come back. More good vibes. TV. But also like you thinking you seeing shit in the dark. And some scenes you're not seeing nothing in the dark. And some scenes you are seeing something in the dark. Like I feel like it's doing a lot. Of, these movies, y'all, could have really shaved off 20 minutes, both of them, to be quite honest. But 30. Okay, even better. But here's where the shit really starts getting weird. Like, because we like we only see feet, we see legs. We know there's two different kids. Um, And then we hear somebody whispering. You know, you hear some thumbs, but then you hear the, out of nowhere. And I'm like, all right, well, what the fuck? So basically, what you, you're going back and forth in your mind trying to figure out what is and what is not. Like, some of these scenes, like, like an optical illusion. But then it really gets solidified when you hear the whispers. Oh shit, here we go. So then you hear, <laughs> and it's her ass go upstairs. No, don't, don't do, do it. it. Reconsider, read some litter. Chill on the subject. Are you sure? Fuck it. 
Uh, she could have just stayed downstairs. Uh, I she's just... seven or something. I feel like she's Kevin's like five at or four or five because he gets on the later in the movie. He calls the now he called nine one one and you know they're talking and he's like asking. He's like I'm four and I'm like oh no you like a baby oh. and the other the sister Kaylee seems a little older but not she's under eight. She feels like she's six maybe five or six. They're close in age. She gonna say it's the Barbie doll hanging on the wall just butt ass naked just hanging on the wall like this. All the toys are moving, like they're just stuck to the wall. And they're talking to this figure like, you did that? You can do that? And the figure's like, I can do anything. Bitch, what? The fuck you mean you can do it? Who, do, who are you? And where are my parents? Because at first they're like, look at this. Like, dad's gone. I don't know where dad is. They can't find dad. They can't find mom. They go upstairs. Dad upstairs. Dad, like, look under the bed. And you Mm-mm. think this is the prime time horror where there's going to be a jump scare. There is no jump scare. Mama look back up. Daddy's like, peace up, A-Town. Damn, he'd have disappeared to the ether, bitch. I was like, oh, no. Who? She in but a different then, world in my mind. <laughs> bitch. And then a mom on the bed like, Kaylee, your dad and I thump. What? And then a demon comes out. There's like a a scare there. But then you know there's something going on. It's not like, oh, these kids just walking around. It's vibes. But there's some kind of entity in here moving the toys. What I also didn't realize when I watched it in theaters, because again, I I have hearing issues. I The subtitles really cleared up a lot for me. But also I'm like, the doors and stuff are disappearing. But I didn't find that very apparent in the first 40 minutes of the movie until you start getting to the end where... The hallways are narrow. The, there are no rooms. It's just hallways and a lamp. Like you can't go nowhere. And it feels claustrophobic because it starts getting smaller and smaller and nothing's there. It's like you're going into nothingness, but nothing but darkness and despair. But before that, the beginning of the movie, you see a window disappear. It's like, it's making a noise, like a little cartoon, making like, Ooh, and it disappear. Like imagine you sit in your house and you look over to your left and there's a window. You type something, you look back up and the window's gone. Bitch, no. that's scary. Like, th- that may not be as scary on screen, screen, but the idea that the doors are disappearing, it made me think of As a Pub Above, So Below, when they walked through that fucking tunnel, they turned around, the door was gone. That's fucking terrifying to me, personally. I agree with you. I'm also dead in my chest while you're saying this, because that scene just showed up for the first time in the backup right now, and all it says is, where did it go? And I'm like, oh, no! Like, it is so... It, it, it felt it gave me two different feels, right? It gave, like, student film, and not in a bad way. Like, student film, whoop, it's gone. And it's like, okay, uh, let me kind of get behind this. And then also it gave, like, just, you know, kind of like the vision of a child. Like, some like a blink. Here they gone tomorrow. Like, was that really there? What's really going on? And then you feel a little confused. And I think we're supposed to feel confused on purpose. Because the kids are confused. Like, we're supposed to be like the kids. You don't know what the hell's going on. You can't really figure out what's going on. Where's your mom and dad? You think you're seeing them, but you're not really seeing them. And then I thought I I was going this way, but I wasn't going that way. And then you're thinking like, oh, it's just in your head. And you realize, no, these motherfuckers are trapped in some sort of like eternity. Like, they in hell, baby, for real. And that sucks. hell, bro. And I'm like, what these babies do deserve to go to hell? They are babies. They ain't did shit to nobody, bro. Because at first when I was seeing it, um, you see mom and dad and... Once they're gone and the cartoon is doing like this, this disappearing act and shit is disappearing. The bare eyes is gone. Like the windows, the door, the toilet disappears at a point. They got to put a bucket in there. They're like gross. And I'm like, oh no. Now they got to use a fucking bucket. I brought you some juice. They drinking juice and shit. But that's all, you know, they don't have a lot of power. They can't do but so much. And even if they're trying to leave, they can't like leave because the door is gone. Like that when they call the police, when they call the police, that call is so heartbreaking because the the you hear the the voice on the other side and they're like, "Hey, I hurt myself and I feel sick." And I'm like, "Oh no!" Because they're trying to explain what's going on. They hurt themselves in the eye, and you really later on realize that. The demon motherfucker that told him to stab himself in the eye. And he did it probably because out of fear or whatever. But he's, you don't know if he's bleeding. You don't know if he's dying or dead. He's probably dead. They inhale, something like that. But the person on the other line is like, oh my God, sweetie, are you by yourself? I'm going to send help. Stay on the line with me. Can you leave the house? And it was like, the little boy's like, the doors are gone. They're like, the doors are gone. Bitch, what? And I wonder in another reality, another movie, is somebody at work, right? We're on the clock. They are the 911 dispatcher and they'll pick up the phone. Hello? 
Yeah, yes, baby. Okay. And they trying to dispatch somebody out there, but they don't know the address. They just like, it's a ghost baby on the phone. And they just stabbed. They, they hurt themselves. They feel sick. Somebody, the doors is gone. Somebody please send dispatch. Worst day ever. This is the worst day ever. Like, here's this is when you know shit is really going wrong. Kaylee hear the whisper voices. Kaylee goes upstairs to address the whisper voices. We see that, girl, what the fuck happens to her? Like, you don't really know what all is going on. And you know she's not good because when she comes downstairs, like, Kevin's like, Kaylee? And she doesn't say anything back. She doesn't say shit. Like, he's really the one that's only talking for real. And she's just sitting there silent. And now he's kind of taking care of her. So that indicates to me something happened to her. Either she saw something that scared the bejesus out of her. Or she's just like, I don't know. She in the zone right now. It's over. And that's before the, the demons start telling, you know, Kevin start doing that stuff. And it's just, it's, I don't know. Like, and some, I know somebody's probably thinking, how did you get that off of them angles? Yes, we're looking at angles. But you can kind of hear what the hell is going on in the background. Like, that's what these movies have in common. There's a lot of like, I'm going to show you a little bit. And then you piecing it together by like sound. Very big one for sound, lots of ASMR. Like, you just have to literally fill in the blanks. And I know that pisses some people off because some people are just like, all right, like, could we just be straightforward? This is doing too much. This is giving me too much. It's trying to be a little too artsy-fartsy. It's a little too experimental. And I mean, I feel you, girl. Like, you know, camera tricks. You got to close your eyes. There's literally, like, in both movies... I had to, if you watch it on a projector, like you have to watch the shit in the pitch fucking dark because some of the scenes are so dark. You're going to miss everything. You're going to miss everything. Like it's just, it's just one of those like, because some of the scenes are literally set in the dark. So now you're either squinting they're trying to give you that that lost, trying to piece together feelings, just like what the characters are going through, because they're, they're in the dark, you're in the dark. It's immersing you into the film. In addition to that, shout out to found footage. It's, in addition to that, you're confused, you're disoriented, you're trying to figure out what's going on. Is this is this really happening? Is this not happening? It's just fucking with your brain. It's fucking with their brain. And I love that, but I hate that because I felt like I got a little too lost at some points in both movies. Like, it's keeping me, I'm hanging on because I'm like, Jesus, what the hell is going on? But also, like, help. Please send help. Help immediately. Um, SOS. I definitely get the feeling of being lost and scared and in the dark. And Kaylee was traumatized because she sees that demon after she talked to her mama. Because I feel like when she saw the Barbie doll, she her ass ran downstairs. Kevin was like, you you up there? He was like, I got scared. I couldn't even go up there, bitch. I was not even going. And then you hear a voice, come in the basement. Bitch, no, never go no. in the basement. In any horror film, you never go in the basement. First of all, there's no way out. But Kaylee don't know that she go down there and the monster that took her eyes and her mouth because she was like, "Your Kaylee wanted her dad, so I took her eyes and mouth." Bitch, what? The, first of all, what kind of entity is this, and what did they do to deserve this shit? And maybe they are in hell because towards the end, you see this violent. Like after everything has closed in and Kevin's there, it's upside down. The Legos are pushed on the ceiling with the lamp. You hear this spat and it's replaying over and over again. Kind of like the way the cartoons are playing over and over again. And that's, you know, a lot of times in hell, you are reliving the same experience over and over again. And it's inescapable. The, you see splatters of blood and screams and then it goes clean. Splatters of blood, screams, goes clean. Like you keep saying it. I'm like, did something violent happen here? Did... The mama killed a daddy or did the daddy kill the mama? And then maybe, oh, I hate to say this. Did they kill the kids too as well? And then this is what's going on. I don't, I, I'm stressed. Again, mm-hmm. I pull, uh, when you are able to put two and two together, because both of these movies require you to take a bunch of clues and piece shit together. And especially because it's not super visually pleasing because it's dark as a bitch. Don't nobody want to do that all the time. Right. And yeah, everybody don't, people do want to, you know, some people want to be like, okay, respect the viewer. We're not stupid. Please, you know, don't tell us everything, but you got to tell niggas something. Like you can't, you can't, yeah. you got to give them something. Like you, I really had to like dig and be like, okay, I'm making this shit up off the top of my head. I'm making a lot of inferences right now. Okay. Some educated guesses, bitch. All right. I'm like, all right. So I guess this happened. Maybe this happened. Maybe it's a lot of maybes. You don't get any certainty. And for a movie that doesn't show you a lot and only give you sound effects and vibes and atmosphere, that's not enough for all the girls. The girls were pissed. They were like, bitch, uh, people were turning the movie off 20 minutes in, turning it off like early. We were in the theaters. Motherfuckers got their food and walked smooth out that bitch. Mm-hmm. It was like, girl, this is, I don't, mm-mm. check, please. Check. 
And I don't blame them. Like, I definitely get that. Because you can tell where it's real polarizing. Like, the, it tries to do a lot with a little Shacoin. I guess the girls that get it, get it. And everybody not going to walk with you. So I shout out to them. Um, standing 10 toes down for Skinamarink. I mean, that's because that's really all you got to do. Um, and I agree with you. I walked away with this movie feeling like something happened to those kids. Like, something happened to this family. And it definitely felt like it could have been some abuse. I could be reaching or negligence of some sort of kind, like, you know, giving back to, you know, just people, parents and the way capitalism is set up. They either parents are just interested or they've checked out or they have to fight in their own demons and or them niggas at work and they are checked out. Uh, and you know who watching them kids, the kids watching the other kids or the, the TV is watching y'all until I get back. And so things are happening. Um, I feel really bad for the kids. Like I said, in the movie, that shit with Kaylee in the basement really kind of fucked me up. Um, I was cracking up because it it comes at you like a jump scare, like a YouTube video, <laughs> the way it's thrown at you. Um, but I didn't hate it per, any, uh, per se. So it, it is what it is. I was like, it, because I'm so focused on just like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? And the sound is not like, that's what it sounds like as I'm tuning everything else out. So when these jump scares are coming up, like some people are like, oh, this fucking sucks. And I'm just like, oh, okay. This was a little effective to me because I don't hear none of you niggas. In fact, it's not dark enough in the room for me. Like in the movie theater, it was not dark enough for me. We were in the Alamo. So of course they have the lights because people have to like walk and do all kinds of other stuff. And I understand, like I get that. So I was really appreciative for the viewing that I had at home because then I can control what the sound sounds like, how I'm getting this information. Like if I would have seen it this way, I, like when I left the movies, I felt like I said to Jazz and I said to my partner, I feel like I should have watched this at home. Not necessarily with the laptop, with the headphones. I, woo, girl, I would have doo-dooed on myself because when you hear that whisper, I'm like, hey, because it feels like it's right behind you. And that's effective for me. So I know someone's probably like, if you got to do all that, well, this movie is trash. And thank you for your opinion because I feel you. Like, sometimes you got to gas it up. Sometimes, you know, when you get a little food, maybe somebody forgot to put a little salt on it. So now I got to dress it up and make a reel for me. And that's what I'm doing for me. So with that being said, this movie was pretty decent. It wasn't horrible. It went on terribly too long. And I don't want, I said this before, I said it again. I don't know what it is about the girls in 2022 and 2023. Really just like, keep that motherfucker rolling. Like they got the camera just rolling. And if this movie was a little bit shorter, um, and if the camera was a little bit straighter and brought down just a little bit more so we can see a little bit more than feet, it probably would have been a little bit more effective for other people. I just, but it, it was a little unnerving. And so I, I I fuck with that. I think it was very unnerving. I'm not going to lie to guys. Uh, I was shook. I told y'all the second time I tried to watch it, I watched, tried to watch it in the, with my headphones in like at 12, pressing play at like 1230 at night with my headphones in where everything turned to fuck off. Bitch, I quit and 40 minutes said, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to do this in the daytime. I'm just going to set up a controlled environment actually it may it was a little too real for me and again like i was saying of course you know that's not gonna hit for everybody and that's fair but also you know i'm someone who goes into the movie and i try to find what they were trying to do before i go oh fuck this movie while it's probably not as enjoyable this is a concept this is not a super narrative film like you're going in for this certain vibe and again like i said the girls that get it like you get it. You feel this immediately. It makes you feel uneasy immediately. The sound, the the darkness, the static, the sound of that fucking TV. If y'all ever, if y'all would, some of y'all a little too young for this, but TV used to go to fuck off. And it's oh just, it was just nothing. And that shit was scary, especially if you had grown up watching Poltergeist, where it's motherfucker, they here, they come through the TV and shit, then the cartoons playing back and forth. Like, cartoons are supposed to be a safe place, but them cartoons was real, mm-mm, especially when the crows talk about your dead, dead twice. Bitch, what the fuck you mean? Who, who are you talking to? Who's dead? I'm alive, but they might not be alive. What if you, going back to what you were saying, what if it was not only neglect, what if, like, mama killed the daddy and dropped off and left them kids and they died by themselves? Any scenario, and you know what's really wild, and I what's enjoyable to me once again, it's open to interpretation. Like I'm, I'm not sure if that was done on purpose. I haven't had a chance to go through like many interviews and dive deep on that. So my apologies on that, but also hooray for that because now I have more homework that I could dive into afterwards. So yay! But I feel like if it wasn't done on purpose, shout out to you. 
if it was, shout out to you. Um, because who who did this? Uh, directed by Kyle, Kyle Edward uh, Ball, Kyle and them. Um, shout out to y'all because I just really feel like you got the girls talking. There's so many things you can like drum up with just using your imagination. A lot of being afraid is just what's cooking up in your brain anyways. I mean, yes, there's some physical manifestations of things. Some things are really actually happening, but a lot of fear is the unknown, what we don't know, what we're drumming up in our head in the dark. That's where our imagination, our imagination sets this bitch off like Boosie, who we will remain unknown out here, but really, bitch, it's setting it the fuck off. And I just, a lot of that is cooking off in this film and really in the other film. Well, the other film gives you a little bit more because it's like- They give you a little more. They do. They they show you a lot more and there's a little more narrative dialogue. There's more character, but still there's not a lot of character building. I don't, still don't know much about those characters. I don't know much about these characters either, but I didn't need to know. Bitch, the bones crack. It's a bone cracking. It's some demons. It's the eyes gone. The walls is disappearing. The doors is disappearing. Everyone's dead. I feel like, because at a certain point, they zoom out and they go 560 something days. And you, maybe that's why it was so long because it's supposed to feel like an endless, inescapable hell. Again, I'm thinking about concept of what they're trying to do versus did I really enjoy this as a regular mm-hmm. degla film? Because I don't think this is a regular degla film. I think this is some experimental shit. This is not, this is a experiment. You went into the uh, Smithsonian and they said, look, we got this experimental art exhibit. Come on through. And they got a line outside. You walking through the bitch. That's what I feel like. I don't feel like this is a, oh, narrative. We just going to hit play like this is host or anything like that. And a lot of people also fight back on the, it's not found footage. It's not quite found footage, but it's found footage adjacent. It feels like you are watching a camera that someone is holding or moving back and forth. And it looks like surveillance footage. And that might be due to the fucking 2012 Instagram filter that popped on that shit. But it feels, (laughs) but it definitely feels like found footage, even if it's not quite, found footage they're cousins bitch don't 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 try to nitpick okay you you know what motherfuckers mean when they say this is found footage okay you know what they mean it feels found footage and it feels like some oh you just walked in and you saw these kids in hell i don't know how i'm seeing these kids in hell i don't want to i would like to leave i don't want to be here anymore i'm scared this demon is scary he put his shit on the walls when the first when the chair popped up when the dining chair was upside down on the ceiling I was like, you know what? This is the time where I would have had to call my Mima. Like, I would have had to go to the phone and be like, Grandma, please pick me up. I'm scared. Our parents are gone. I don't, there's nothing but juice in here and ketchup. There's nothing in the refrigerator. I'm hungry. I'm scared. It's dark as a bitch. Please, Grandma, Grandpa, pick us up right now. It really fucked me up when Kevin was calling the authorities for support. And it was given us at 1408, like... I can't get out. There's no doors. And I'm like, the police probably trying to show up because if they track it, they will track it back to the spot. But what if the kid's not there? Because if he can't get out, that means they can't find them. So that also was like a goddamn moment for me. Right, exactly. Like, just think about the levels to it. And to your point of like, yes, it's it's found footage adjacent. Both of these movies make the viewer feel like you're supposed to be in the room with whoever's going on. Like, yes, this movie, Skin Rink, is not a found footage film, but you very much feel like you're very in the space with them. Like, you're going up the stairs with Kaylee, and then you follow that bitch to the basement. Like, you you see Kevin farting around in the living room. You see him going to get some juice and tripping over the damn Legos and stomping his toes. You see him hiding under the blanket because something scary comes into the room and he don't know what the hell is going on. Like, you you see this shit happening. Unfortunately, you know, maybe you're perched in the corner looking up at the sky because you hiding. Who knows? Who fucking knows? But I think that's what, another thing that both of these films do well. They make you, they like, I feel like I'm in the room. I might be frustrated at what the hell I can see or can't see, but I'm in the space. And that's in both films. Like, in the Outwater is kind of transitioning over, like, there's a lot of shots that happened on the second half of the film at nighttime. And like I said, you're only the only light you have is either like a little skinny, skinny strobe light that kind of looks like somebody had a glow necklace from Dollar Tree and that thing was set on a strobe and it's in the middle of the room. And then also like somebody has a really, really tiny flashlight that's going into a small circle in the corner. And then like, occasionally it goes over people's faces. So now you're trying to piece together like what the hell is going on? I don't know. But um, 
we're following like these folks. Well, first we meet this guy named Robbie and he's like trying to, you know, spending a lot of intimate time with his brother, Scott. And the, the movie actually opens with us hearing a police phone call, like a 911 call. And the call is really haunting. You hear a lot of like, ah, like distorted voices, screaming, people yelling for their mom. Like just real, like it's, it's off-putting is a word. Like if you pick, and you know what? I can't say shout out to the 911 dispatcher because I don't know how the hell they were staying on the phone so long. I was figuring that maybe they was trying to hope that the GPS tracker could find the people or something because they were on the phone like, I can't hear you. If you if you can't calm down, like, I can't talk to you. Nigga, they can't calm down. Something is whooping their ass. Don't you hear the people? I just... It really fucked me up. And so if this was how the movie was starting, I was like, all right, cool. Like, I know I'm in for a ride. Bruh. It's, it's also given like Hell House where you get the, the 911 call, the end of the movie. Yes. And, and you hear later where they're trying to call. And just to jump back to Skinner Rink real quick, because at the end, after they've panned out, you see the house that they're in. It looks like in this desolate land. Like their house is not in no neighborhood, no cul-de-sac, no street. It's like, they you know how in um, Krampus, where they put the fucking house in a snow globe? Yep. Like it feels like it's in a snow globe from hell. Ain't no snow, just fucking, just desperation and sadness and murder like it's just <laughs> just just demon powers in a snow globe and the house is just in there them kids are never getting out they're gonna be living like that forever that shit is sad as a bitch now back to what you were saying mm-hmm. they're screaming and the voices are doubling over and then this flitches to the brothers they put on this ugly ass necklace they see their mom one of them sees their mom because one of the brothers don't be visiting their mom like that and she be making that comment and i okay I do understand why this scene was included because it's like, okay, their mom loves them and their mom does, you hear the voicemail from the mom later because the mom is calling them like, y'all were supposed to be back days ago. People are looking for these, like looking for these people. People know they out there, but it's like, it's setting up this like, okay, Robbie's kind of like visiting his mom because I think Robbie goes to the mom and Scott doesn't. And it's like, "Mm, Scott never comes home, you know, but you see most of Robbie. Robbie is the director, Robbie's the writer, and he's an actor in the film. It also gives that Blair Witch feel where all the actors are using their first names. So it's like, you know, they're using it for like, this is real. It's not real, but Mm -hmm. this is real. And you got to sing with Michelle. Now, Michelle's voice is cute. I like it. It's nice. However, they were putting too much emphasis on her singing these horse, these horses song and shit over and over again. Bitch, I was tired. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. And maybe some people really enjoyed that. But this seems like music for the bitches they was talking about in the film. Bitches who got on $4,000 shorts and flower crowns at Coachella. This is not for me. This was not for me. This is not my jam. This is not going to my playlist. <laughs> no, my playlist. I knew... That we were in hell. Whether we were going to purgatory or purgatory was finna meet us here on earth. This is what they play at the gates for me. I knew. Because they kept singing it over and over again. And it was real haunting. It was giving, like you said, hell house. A real chilling like do, 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 do. Like something calm. But you got the girl up here singing. She got her boots on. She's dressing like she's um, can't bought her whole fit from anthropology. And she's out here and she's just like, yes, wearing the free people necklace and just out here with the boots and shit, having the time of her life. Living you turn grunt, what is it? A brunch fall with the brunch boot fall. And I'm like, that's so nice. Having the time. And so I'm tired. I knew, I knew this whole thing was gonna end terribly. Soon as you decided, hey, let's go to the desert. They're going to the Mojave Desert. Okay, cool. But also, I don't know if y'all should do that because I don't see nobody bringing no water. For some reason, you think it's a good idea to like spend the night overnight in the middle of the Mojave Desert. And I just want to know what it is about people who just get really excited about staying in tundras, whether they're like dry tundras or frozen tundras and not being equipped properly like even not staying in tundras like just out in nature and not equipped with the right things that you need like i ain't seen no no water no backpacks no nothing it was truly like uh, the epitome of good vibes these motherfuckers out there just like yeah singing the song ooh yeah and then the sun goes down and shit starts getting weird in the desert. Like you expect it to. Like you expect nature to do at night when it's minding its business. It's doing what the fuck it does. It gets weird. 
because we need to be doing minding our own human business back in human land, bitch. Not in the middle of the desert, in the Mojave Desert, minding the desert's business. And so they was out there and all they heard was these big old booms and shit. And they was like, oh my God, girl, what is that? Girl, hold on, tea time. I went on the internet because you know I went in. You, <laughs> Yes, bitch, minding the desert's business. Okay, that's like when people ask you, well, if a tree fall in nature, um, will anyone hear it? No, bitch, because nobody was there to hear it. You know why? Because you need to mind, start minding nature's business. Nature's doing its own thing out here, and you need to go ahead and close your eyes and go read a book. So I was um, watching a YouTube video, and the dude was like telling, you know, the breakdown of the story, the overview, spoiler for you, da da da. Then they came with through with their theories. And one of their theories is that when the people went out to the desert and, you know, when they start taking the little microphones and putting into the hill and hearing the little sounds and all these frequencies that are coming back and like, okay, the earth shouldn't be making frequencies like this, or you should be minding your business because Nate, okay, remember what I told you, mind your business. You see it too much, you hear too much. So his theory is earth was crunk and something otherworldly was out there and they were dealing with it there or the after they were here but what they can also hear was it fucking all the other humans up everywhere else and i was like that kind of feels like a reach i don't know i i don't quite know about that what i do feel like is once they step foot into the desert it's like bitch your your doom is coming because you're hearing even when after the next day they're hearing their voices from the day before they're hearing themselves they're seeing themselves like a time loop of them constantly seeing themselves and it's very strange in that way i do feel like they brought equipment but it I don't know why you had, if you wanted to just take some pictures and shit, bitch, this could have been a day trip. Y'all could have did that shit, took them pictures and went the fuck back. You putting your ear to the rocks and you hearing the ocean where ain't no water here at all. Bitch, you need to leave. Okay. They were like, oh, it's a thunderstorm. These big ass booms. The dude was like, yeah, I saw something like lightning and it split the space open. That sounds like a color out of space, but instead of a color out of space, it's a light out of space. This is giving very cosmic. Mm-hmm. Um, and with cosmic horror, you can't, girl, you you can't even, even it is cosmic horror because this motherfucker is an intergalactic, this is some intergalactic shit. This is another dimension, especially if you're seeing yourself in multiple times. Like what kind mm-hmm. of space is this where you're hearing the lights, thunder, waves, beast like blood all kinds of shit happening at once after the first day and they were staying for like two days why what do you need to do out there where you need to record fuck them angles bitch you better go to the little death the little fucking public park like everybody else the national park take your bitch ass to the grand canyon or some shit (laughs) i know they're not that close to each other but still you need to go somewhere else it reminds me when you were talking about people who go out into the some people really fuck with nature cat some people Mm. and i like nature i i would go camping i like nature but i'm going camping at a big campsite where other people are camping there's a a ranger station right there like i'm not going into no deep woods i want to be able to walk 15 minutes to the car and get back on the road real quick like i'm not going out that far i watched horror in the high desert i think that's on tubi where you're following somebody who's a very like natural nature man who goes out and they go end up going out in the fucking desert and some shit wild shit happened y'all can't be just going out here and thinking, oh, man versus nature. Nature gonna whoop your ass. Who the fuck do you mm-hmm. think you are? Like, girl, y'all came out here because the girl Ange is like, I don't know if she's like stylist or whatever her job is. Robbie clearly yeah. seems like he does sound um, or something like that. I think she is the stylist. Yeah. So she's like, we're gonna do this. We're gonna wear this. We're gonna do this. She like, bitch, I'm ready to go. She been ready to go. She said, bitch, she's scared. She having nightmares. Look at all these fucking bees, bitch. Y'all told y'all I don't fuck with bees, wasps, anything with fly with a stinger. As soon as I would have seen three of them, Janks, I would have said, you know what? We could do this somewhere else. We don't have to do this here. We could actually get a backdrop if you would like. You could. We could do that instead. We don't have to do this right here. But they kept going. And they met their doom because one night Robbie hears something scary, goes out of the tent and sees a man standing on the other side, like not super far, but so he's in the distance. But if he were to take like 30 paces real fast, he would be in your face, maybe 40, 50 paces. Like if he was to run real about 30, 40 seconds, he would be in your face. He see them and the man is clearly holding an ax 
you don't know nobody else. Don't nobody know you out there. It's just this lone motherfucker standing out here with the lightning in the backdrop, standing on the hill at nighttime with an axe. And all you hear is the footsteps go doop, 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 doop. And he literally hits him in the head and there's blood. He's like, my head is raining. Bitch, you are dying. How are you not dead, bro? They probably died at that moment. I feel like at that point, they all were dead because they were all screaming. They were all bleeding. They they were all like, ah, ah. And, but this is the part where it's frustrating for the viewer. First of all, they're screaming and this is found footage. So the sound is irritating. When we covered Blair Witch, I talked about the part where mama was screaming, Josh, Josh. I hate that. Oh my, my, it hurts my ears because the, the, the speakers and the camera shit are like being overwhelmed. They can't handle that kind of sound. This is not, there is no clip. There's no auto clip. It's just aggressive, but everyone is screaming. So all you hear is screams and in the worst way. And the scream is already an awful noise. You got four people screaming on a regular ass camera. Please, I'm in hell. Then you got this little ass flashlight that they done got out of like out of the little mini pack or something a mini you know first aid kit or some mini survival kit this little ass flashlight in the circle about as big as six six inches across like you can't see shit you see people face and you see it's covered in blood but you don't really see what's happening you have to put two and two together and make inferences based on the sound and I feel like that can be quite overwhelming for a lot of people and also just frustrating because this movie is an hour and 50 minutes this shit long as a bitch Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. Backing up a little bit. When the character comes in and he's like, it's raining on his head. It's First of all, I was like, oh, something is wrong. You can't see. All you hear is a lot of squishy sounds. You hear the swish swish from like the tent. And you hear the other characters being scared. You also hear more like thuds and squishy sounds. So someone else is getting hurt. And so it sounds like so I don't know. It's a it's a lot of it's a lot of sounds. But here's where things start getting really confusing. Like Jazz said, mind you, all you can see is his flashlight. The same character you think is like dying is also like just wandering around and running around in the in the in the in the desert. And it goes from night into daytime because a lot of the night scenes just running in the dark, maybe running into somebody, maybe seeing someone else. And then the sun comes up and then you're thinking like, okay, is this person like dehydrated? Um, did they not get hurt last night? Like, did they make that up? Backing it up a little bit when Jazz is talking about like, they're seeing some guy with the ax in the dark. There's a scene where you see an ax when they arrive in the beginning, like the camera kind of cuts over. So it's like, okay, well, something's going to have something to do with this ax later. And then at one point you feel like, okay, this movie gives desert as above, so below. When you see like the characters kind of warning the characters from other things, like don't go in there, don't do that. Like when you start bringing in like time, time loops and time things, it's just, it's a lot. So when you're trying to figure out what all is going on, like, okay, maybe this is a slasher. Maybe these characters have like, you know, been affected by the weather and now they're going to, they're delusional and someone's losing their mind or whatever that really is. And now they're killing the other people. But then you enter in this whole galactic situation, right? You seeing some light, bright lights, some ores, some shit. But there's literally like slithering, a uh, slithering fucking monster that's coming in and out of the screen. Like, and you, that shit is killing people because you hear people is like slushing and everyone is covered in blood. When I say like, y'all know I be falling asleep during these movies sometimes. So when I had, I thought I had missed something and I had went back, ran the movie back. When I tell you it literally does not automatically flip, like when it goes to nighttime, nighttime is not the right time. It really gets really fucking lost. It's kind of like, oh shit, what's going on here? Did I miss something? And then it's just like, it's chaotic. Like someone's running around in the movie in the, at night with a camera and that's literally what's happening. And now you're trying to figure out, okay, is someone trying to harm our guest? And then when you realize who that's like, okay, this is what's happening. But you're like, but who is it? Like, are y'all possessed? Is something chasing y'all? Is it all three? Is it just cosmic? Is it is it self-afflicted? What, what the fuck is going on here? I do know that I was a little scared because now everyone's covered in blood and then you're confused at one night and you're seeing some people getting stabbed and then it's daytime again and then you're seeing him chase behind what's the blonde girl's name um michelle, michelle. and when he gets the okay this part kind of made me scared because mind you the movie's almost over now we got to the halfway point and like this is when things really kick up when you see someone red in the distance and at one point like you can't tell if the character the main character is like 
something birthed him out. Something weird happened to him where he's trying to get out of like a sack situation. And then you see like some kind of like bloody like sack skin, whatever, just laying on some rocks. So I don't know, the human skin or something else. I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's bloody clothes. I don't know. But then you see Michelle in the distance and then he's running up to, he walks up to Michelle and Michelle just takes off running and he's running. And like, it's like they're chasing each other. Like, is this happening? Is this not happening? Like a mirage. And he's like, stop running away from me. Like the character's trying to remember their name. Like I'm me. Hello. It's me. Like I wrote that shit down. Like this motherfucker walked up and um said, hi, I'm me. Do you like, he's like trying to get the people to remember him. Like he's forgetting what's going on. And I'm like, how long have y'all been out here? Like forever. What the hell is days. But, also, but, they, but were they? Because then you see that they ran across a sign that said this was a, a restricted area. So was it like government testing or chemicals or something? Like, is this just made up? Like I, I can kind of tell you're not in, I don't think they're exactly in hell, like a purgatory hell, unless hell is on earth. I definitely think there's something, there's definitely something otherworldly going on here. But bitch, I was terrified. Like, because ultimately I think old boy was just the murderer the whole time. And that's what I really think. I think it's definitely some demonology stuff going on. I definitely think it's some aliens in here cutting up. Um, I definitely think worlds are colliding out here in the desert because, you know, that's what nature be doing. Some freaky shit. When we out here supposed to be not minding our business, like just trying to sit up here and, and be do cool stuff and take pictures of mountains when we need to be minding our business because the mountains out here talking to each other at night. Like, that's what's really going on. That's what I think. I, okay. I don't think it's a slasher thing uh, because it's just too much mystical shit going on. They refer to the air is shimmering. Are y'all like in annihilation? What, what, again, and that's very galactic kind of cosmic where the alien shit is changing the DNA and shit. And of course, it's the ants, the coyotes, the strange sounds. Even on the way up there, them being warned, they're listening to the music and the radio distorts. How many horror films have we seen where you are driving somewhere and the radio starts saying, go back home, bitch, turn around? Or it's just like, it's just distorting in a way that says, you know what? 1065 is not working out here. Let me go ahead and turn my black ass around. Let me, let me go ahead. Let me go ahead. None of my radio stations I know are working. I think that we could just not do this. Y'all passed plenty of desert. Y'all passed plenty. You could have pulled over and did some fake ass desert shit. All the motherfucking Photoshop and shit we got out here now. You didn't have to go all the way out there to take them pictures. You didn't have to do that. You could have made some, you could have Photoshopped some shit and you decided, oh, girl all everything for the lights this fucking bloody ass goat demon monster horse that you never see the full creature but you hear it breathing and it neighing and it sounds like a horse or a goat i don't know what the fuck that is and then the snake creature looks like a slithering intestine it's constantly screeching which annoyed me because screeching sounds again with found footage they don't mesh well i think this would have been better off as a straightforward film instead of a found footage for the simple fact of sound quality because them sounds would have really hit better you're like no i'm like no the sound quality would have hit for me if it wasn't found footage i do love found footage but the scream sent me to hell every time i was like god it's like nails on a chalkboard um yep i think that was the point because you know what it's like when you scream too loud on a microphone or a camera and it just sounds like shit and it makes you uncomfortable so i'm like okay cool i'm leaning into that i'm not even upset also you know i like found footage films so i do not care i like found footage films all of them don't slap for me but i will give them a try just because they fall into the category um and that's how i felt for this one like I don't think it's a slasher situation. I do think somebody was possessed and killed all their friends. Like, I really think that's what was going on. I think it was just in tandem with some other things. I mean, because ultimately, you know, we're left with everyone but Robbie. And you hear the moms, like, recording in the end, which makes it even more haunting. And you're seeing, like, the different viewpoints of, like, okay, maybe it is him, this person that's got the axe. And then all the friends are uh, decapitated and up on a pike in the middle of the desert, just like, hey, it's me, my head's on a stick, and I'm out here, and I'm bloody, and look at my eyeballs. And I said, oh, okay. So when you thought you were going out to the desert to make a music video, you did not know that it was going to turn into this version of Case of the X. Like, I didn't know it was going to show up like this. That Bitch, that's what I was thinking. I was just like, wow. Oh, okay. We're done. Yeah. 
That's what I thought. And I and it just it made sense. Cause it's after midnight and this motherfucker is on your phone. And that's literally what's happening. And you're thinking that y'all about to record a video, but you're not all alone. And I'm tired. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not safe out here. Nope. You can't tell it's the X by the tone. Nope. You don't know what's going on out here, but you got to get the fuck and you got to get your phone. And it's just, it's too much. Y'all are, th- they're throwing up blood constantly. Scream. Um, it was the crying for their mom that took mommy. me out. Like somebody was like, please, I just want to go home. Like, I just want my mom. I'm so tired. I was like, no. Bruh. Y'all acting, bitch. Then at night, you know, when they're seeing all these lights and shit, and all these sounds there's a deep ass voice that goes show them bitch what and when it says show them it's water like blood like the water's red like rivers of blood i'm like oh my god are y'all in cosmic hell what is this i don't whatever this is i don't want to be here i don't want to be here but there is some entity up here like that's messed up because even with um because they're seeing them again we keep talking about them seeing themselves robbie runs into scott and scott's like on a plane but he's behind the plane window but there's blood in between i'm like girl where the fuck are y'all at i'm like is this some bermuda triangle desert shit like what's going on here like the animals are weird there's weird creatures there's tentacles there's fucking bones cracking and shit I, you find a creature, the teeth, and he finds, I don't know if this is a shark tooth, but it would make sense with all the water and ocean. I wonder if there was ocean there before, and maybe this is an imprint of eons before where the old <sighs> gods were here or something, and the motherfucker have picked up the shark tooth and oh to cut God. his guts open, and his intestines are hanging out. He done cut his dick off, bruh, he, and he's just rolling the dick around. I'm like, oh, no, please help me. How are you still alive? Because there isn't wow. there an artery in there. If you cut yep. your dick off, you ain't you gonna bleed to death? Yeah, but he mm-hmm. didn't. He, they're not dying. Just like not the first yet. time when he get hit in the head with the axe, he should have been dying. Like he's not dead. I'm like, or maybe that version of him is dead, and there's another one. Because again, mm-hmm. what are y'all getting reborn in this skin? I wonder if you're peeling the skin off and you're being reborn again in the hell. I also thought that there's some sort of birth action happening because once again, like you see them kind of burst out of like a placenta-like situation. I'm, at one point in the movie, I was thinking like, are we watching someone be digested? Like, are we watching like, I was like, oh, okay, we're getting digested in horror films again because, you know, not to spoil a note, but I liked, I enjoyed seeing a version of that in that film. So I thought that what was going on or like a rebirth, like you were saying, because, you know, you're taking the sack off of your limbs and then we see like the toes and then trying to rip it off their fingers. So maybe that's what's going on. Um, Once again, I like that there's some sort of discussion about what all is happening. Like it's not so off-putting where me personally, I'm like, oh, fuck this film. Like I'm trying to figure out, no, what's, what's going on, bro? Like, what is it? It's some old God shit, bro. It's some cosmic, it's some cosmic somebody. I, the, the first two thirds or the first two acts are kind of, mm. the first act is like, oh, set up. And then once we get towards the end of the second act, once you see the man with the axe, that's where shit turns up and it goes on incinerate and never turns down. Because every time they wake up, it's some creature. They dying. It's blood. You're throwing up blood. You're hearing people. You hear even when they're screaming, their voices are doubled over, distorted. I'm like, something, something's not right. Y'all are not in regular time. You're not in regular time. Something, something's not okay with you guys. I don't know where y'all are, but I don't know if you're on this plane anymore. I don't know. I don't know about it. There's a really creepy part where um, Ange, Angie, like towards the end, where they're in the tent and Angie's laying on her back. And they, I think like the, I think Rob must have ran back into the tent and he's laying on the ground and she's like talking about how she's scared. And then you, before you see her get drug away, like the cam- things are kind of like tussling a little bit. And then you see like it starts to feel like sexual. Like she's starting to rub on her breasts. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Like somebody's like rubbing on their like breast filled or their chest filled with like blood and it's just smeared. And then they're looking at the camera in like a sexy kind of way. Like they're not screaming for help or anything. So I'm like, okay, so where did this random eroticism come from? Like, did I miss something? Like what, 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 huh? There's some moans. There's some moans. There are some. And I'm like, okay, like- are we giving ourselves over to ultimate pleasure? Like, is that the murderous side? Is that where, you know, we was ready to chop these people up? Like, it, 
I feel like, you know, the, uh, somebody can easily just walk away with, hey, like, maybe all of this is in our minds or in this person's mind. And he just lured these people or just use this opportunity out in the desert to chop everyone else up, put their heads on a pike and call it a day. Like, maybe that's really what's going on. Or maybe there, there really is some otherworldly creatures out here. We see, obviously, on the footage film, like, we're clearly seeing it because these are, um, what is that, little, uh, whatchamacallit cards. And we're seeing... These fucking, like, you know, spaghetti-like creatures just sliding across the ground, looking like um, aggressive worms, um, kind of like baby tremors, like little sperm tremors, and trying to eat everybody's feet off. Like, it's not great. And then when we see bits and pieces of the snake spiky-like monster and hear it breathing at the end, I wish we saw a little bit more. I know we only had a couple dollars and we got what we got. And a lot of it was like left up to your imagination because you could just hear it. But I wanted to see more. I wanted to see someone get drug away. I wanted to see someone's limbs get bit off because you could hear someone being eaten. I know we are hearing people being eaten, bitch. And I know we're hearing people getting digested. And that really makes me scared because I can hear it. I can't really see it. I see blood being gushed everywhere. I see blood on the dust in the morning. But also like... Are they being eaten by this creature? Or is it the axe man really just turning up? And then he's like, no, a creature did it. And I'm trying to like chop the creature up. Just like in, what's that? It's not Christmas, buddy, Christmas. It's that other Christmas movie with the guy who was Santa and the elves. Oh, you're talking about Christmas Story? Yes. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 With yep. The, the anthology. Yeah. Yep. That's that kind of situation. Like, maybe somebody's thinking they're doing one thing and they're really doing something else. Once again, open to interpretation. Yeah, both of these movies are, again, like art exhibits where they're open to interpretation. And some people don't bang with that. They don't want their movies to be a lot of, some interpretation, but not that much. Because the whole, uh, most of the plot is like, interpretation! And I'm like, okay. But I, I mean, okay. Wildly enough, I know everybody's going to be like, mm, girl, what? While Outwaters turns up more for me, the sound really sends me to hell so much that I'm less likely to keep rewatching it because uh, I've seen it two or three times already. Skin of a Reek is something I would put on in the background very easily just for the vibes. Well, I'm, I may not even be paying attention to it, but the sound doesn't fuck me up as much except for that telephone. You'll know it when you see it. That telephone fucked my ass up. I'm not going to lie to y'all. And I feel like I had a telephone just like that. Okay. I, I feel like I did ass had the telephone and then the little motherfucking, uh, the, the, the fucking vacuum cleaner with the little bubbles in it, <laughs> the little balls in it. You, you're not really yep. vacuuming shit up. You just, you, you just push the shit back and forth. Yep. So for comfort and not that I would just be putting skin marink on all the time that I would, there's other films that I have for comfort, but if it's between the two, I would throw on skin marink in the background before Outwaters because once the screaming starts, I am so unsettled that I cannot even, I'm like, guys, ah, please help. Um, but I think I, I'm wondering what I gave these films. I know that Skin of a Rink, I think I gave a 2.5 on Letterboxd, which is like a 5 out of 10. Because I see what you're trying to do, girl. But also, at the end of the day, um, the execution isn't all the way there. For me, you could have, you should have did a little bit um, of some other stuff. I wonder what I gave Outwaters. I feel like I gave it three stars. I could be lying, though. Don't, don't listen to me. I could be making that shit up. Okay, so here's the real thing, right? I feel like Skin of a Rink is at least a 5 five and a half and I think Outwaters is also like a five and a half maybe even a six and I'm giving Outwaters a higher point because even though it tried to beat your ass with them angles in that desert it was the combination of that and when I came up to breathe after getting stomped on every time you look up the atmosphere is more even more horrific than it was last time like there's more blood there's more guts there's more ass and it's adding to my confusion. I'm confused and scared at the same time because I'm trying to figure out, girl, what the fuck is going on here? Because every time I look around, everybody's even more fucked up than they were last time. And I thought I was getting jumped. The movie is whooping my ass. So you know what? I might even give Outwaters a 6.5 for that one. Like uh, it's going up even higher. Like, wow. Okay. I, yep. 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 And like I said, Skin of Marine's not crazy. Like I really, <sighs> I kind of want a, a companion piece. I know that I think Outwaters has a companion piece that just came out. There's like another okay. tape that came out that can be watched. So there's that. I gave um, Outwaters a three. So I scored it higher than Skin of Marink, but it stressed me out so much that I don't know when I'm going to be watching this shit again. Because I'm like, that last part, I was like, not, ooh, okay. 
all right, guys, I pack it up. I'm done. I'm finished with okay. this one. Um, but I, I gave it a three. I'm looking at Letterboxd and looking at our, my friend's rating. And um, that's what I go by because, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb be shaky. But it's all over the place because I gave it a three. There's two other people that gave it a three. Somebody gave it a two and a half. Somebody gave it a one star. Somebody gave it a 1.5 star. I'm like, oh, this is not fucking with this movie. It has a 2.6. And you know if it has a 2.6 average on Letterboxd, a lot of people gave it less than the two. Okay. A lot of these janks are ranking it at one, one and a half, two. I, I, mm, it's, it's a lot going on. And again, it's that sound design and them waiting to really like open up the terror till to like the last like 40 something minutes. You made people wait 40 minutes to get their scares off. And again, if you would have shaved off some of that time and really cut up to like them getting to the desert. I think you could have started almost with them riding up to the desert. I think that almost would have been enough and it would have been fine. But, you know, I don't make movies. I don't know. Um, it, it was scary, though. It was, it was scary. I, I'm not even going to lie to you. I see big ideas for both of these girls. Execution might have had some issues, but big ideas. And I support that. Absolutely. And the real thing is I am excited to see what's next and what other projects this inspires what other projects decide to go okay cool like i see what they done did um and now i'm gonna take that and take it to the next level um so although we might be fussy about this because i can't tell you the last time i've seen a movie like either of these and what that means is and and i wasn't that turned off by it so now somebody's really gonna take this and be like bitch watch me do it hold my purse ho and i'm gonna be excited to see what that project's gonna be about because I think they got me. I think they got me, Ashton. Um, they got me. Yeah. I Again, these movies had some big ideas. It's just really up to the viewer whether you're going to fuck with them ideas in the execution or not. Because you could really... I understand if you go in and say, wow, I fucking hated both of these. I definitely get it. I didn't hate them. I didn't hate them. And I see what they try to do, and they have some definitely some cool value. And they did, they, did, they took some big stomps. I'm not I'm not even playing with y'all. I do want to know how you guys feel about these movies. If you've seen Skin of a Rink, which is on Shutter, and Outwaters, the Outwaters, which is on Screenbox, and of course you can rent them both on v, VOD if you would like to pay money. How do you feel about these films? You let us know at Girl That's Scary on Twitter and Instagram. You can pull up to our website, www.girlthatscary.com. If you want to be a professional, put your green booty shorts on and your briefcase and your button up. Ow, ow. Email <laughs> at grltspod at gmail.com. Okay. Now, also on top of all of these things, we have a Patreon, mm -hmm. which we have bonus content. We have well over 60 bonus episodes. You get early releases, Discord. Um, the Patreon post every month, one of our episodes that comes on the main feed is voted on. <laughs> yes, voted. Um, voted on by uh, our Patreon members. So if you want to participate on in that, you can join our Patreon at <laughs> www.patreon.com forward slash girl that's scary. Wow. Um, we appreciate everything. We appreciate all y'all support. Thank y'all for listening. Um, also, you know, thanks for everybody who rates us. And if you enjoy what you hear, yes, go ahead and rate five stars to five star chicks. You know, we out here. It really five helps us get chick. the <laughs> five star chick, five mm. star chick. Oh, it really gets um, the podcast to other ears and out there in the world. So thanks for listening, y'all. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> until next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.